Well, they say the Christmas presents of today will become the garage sale items in the spring. Perhaps. Or even some of the things that uh, you need to get rid of in order to have those Christmas presents will become garage sale items. It's been fun to watch children and the joy. Our our grandchildren, whom we get to uh, see via FaceTime, uh, and in person, uh, it's, it's been fun to watch their eyes light up and the joy and the squeals and the squeaks. And, and then the adults who get the usual underwear, socks, um, you know, stuff like that. It's, it's fun to uh, just be with family. Forget the gifts. Just be with family. Well, we had a couple of lights that were uh, burned out in our living room, and so I went to purchase some new lights so that we'd have them uh, available for the season. And so when you go now, you, you're, you're encouraged to buy the new LED lights, which uh, are more energy efficient and uh, will shed just as much light. But uh, I guess I wasn't fully aware that you have to pay attention to the color of the light that they give. I thought light was light, but not in the case of LED bulbs, which they can have span any part of the spectrum. And so I grabbed a couple of lights and I took them home and and put them in the the ceiling fan and turned them on. And my wife went, oh, oh, that's too bright. And sure enough, they were, they were white as white and a little bluish tint to them. And uh, it just wasn't what we were used to. And I said, well, don't worry, hon. Uh, we'll, they'll burn out soon enough and uh, we can replace them. Well, of course, then on the package, you look on the package and it says that the lifespan is about 13 years. So... 13 years before a light bulb burns out, we'll never replace them. And so what I did was I went and got, instead of the daylight variety, I got the soft white or the warm white and replaced them. And it looks a whole lot better in our house anyway. But the price of those things, they're fairly expensive, they are. Uh, $7 a light bulb is what I paid. $14 for, for two of those little LED things. Oh, my, my, my. Uh, everything gets more expensive. And that, I guess it's $7 over a, a, a 13, 14-year period is uh, not as much as you might think. But uh, it's quite a bit. So, actually, I made a $14 mistake. Well, how do I make good on that mistake? And here's what I've decided to do. $14 will buy some food. And as I'm thinking about uh, uh, the invitation to uh, be a part of the Epiphany drive through next Sunday, 1 to 5.30 here at the church, and bring some food items, I'm going to spend an equal amount of money on food. And of course, I'm sure I will add to that. But there's a lot of things. Maybe even take the value of, of one of your Christmas gifts and go spend that on some food items to bring next Sunday. Um, so I hope that you'll participate with me. And let me tell you this. Okay, 
If you don't want to get out and shop, and I understand that, if it is better for you to stay at home but you would like to do that, let me know or make a comment in the comments section and I will go shopping for you and get some food and I'll make sure it gets delivered. We want to continue our partnership with New Covenant. Now, if you want to bring gold, frankincense, and myrrh, go ahead, load up your trunk. It's okay. And uh, we'll celebrate whatever it is that you bring. And remember, each one will get a Christmas star with an inspirational word on it that you can dwell on as the old year passes and the new year comes. The goal is that in our sharing, we brighten the world for some, but also brighten the world for ourselves. In the gift giving, we find that in giving, we get back more than we ever gave away. And it's all a part of stirring ourselves up to love and good works. Well, I would recommend that you not watch TV at about one o'clock on a weekday. We watch a lot of Channel 3 at our uh, house. That's the brand of news we like, KSN. And uh, sometimes we catch the news on Channel 3 at the noon hour while we're eating our lunch. But let me tell you, when it comes 1 o'clock, we shut it off. And I recommend you shut it off quick. That's when the daily soaps begin. You know, as the stomach churns, as the world burns. Ah, watch them if you must. Mercy. They can be rather depressing. Vignette after vignette of people that are, are sad, they're blue, their relationships are stale. And there are situations that always seem to take a turn for the worse. It's a world in which women can be pregnant for four months or for 12 months. It's however they want to allot that. The tension is thick as molasses and the intrigue is sometimes shocking. Well, if you ask me, and if you want to debate the issue... Uh, let me know. I'll be glad to talk to you about the soaps. If you've got some redeeming qualities in them, let me know. But these, if you ask me, portray a no-win situation where life is going to hell in a handbasket and it's not getting any better. Well, I suppose you could label the days in which Jesus was born as a big soap opera, especially in the palace where Herod the king dwelled. It was, I think, a lot worse in those days when Jesus was born in Bethlehem. For King Herod got his throne and kept it by crimes of unspeakable brutality. The people were kept in fear of their own lives Why, Herod even killed one of his own wives and several of his children. And so when Herod became frightened upon hearing news about the birth of a baby who was king of the Jews, he began to cower in fear and his mood turned dark. And he vowed to kill all of the children in and around Bethlehem so as to murder this baby in diapers.
If we believe that those were fearsome days, then we can be glad we live in our day. Even though there are many challenges to face, we have opportunities in the midst of our struggles. Jesus came during those dark days. The Apostle Paul says at the right time, Jesus came. He came to to die for the ungodly. Whether we realized it or not, he came in the midst of the darkness. He came at the right time. Had he waited for the opportune moment, he'd still be waiting. Had he come as a king, the poor and the oppressed would not have listened to him. Had he come as a famous Hollywood star, his popularity would have been fleeting. Had he come as a politician, well, I'm not going to go there. Had he come in a pretty package, we would have fought greedily to possess him. Carrie Hill, in a book called A Book of Christmas, puts it this way. We give out love in boxes wrapped, tied, and tagged. But the first Christmas gift was a love that needed no adornment or disguise. A love that wrapped itself around our tired hearts forever. The coming of Jesus was not to be something to be put on display or to be for the rich and the famous, but the advent of Christ is one that brings the whole world hope, strength for weary souls, hope in despairing circumstances, and a promise that we can live a life with a sense of joy even in the midst of of challenge. In Luke chapter 2, Luke continues the story, the customary story of the birth of Jesus and the shepherds that we read every year. But I hope that you'll read on because he takes a little sidebar that tells about two wonderful and faithful people. And in that sidebar, he tells the continuing story of what happened after Jesus' birth. We don't have a a log of Jesus' life as a child and as one who grew into adulthood. But we do have this glimpse of what happened in the days and weeks that followed. And in Luke chapter 2, Luke tells the story of an elderly man named Simeon and an elderly woman named Anna. Yes, old Simeon was an elderly man of whom it was said that he was righteous and devout in his faith. If you were a frequent visitor to the temple in Jerusalem, you probably would come to know Simeon. And you would come to know Anna as well, for it's said that she frequented the temple on a regular basis. And my hunch is that Simeon and Anna knew each other, and they may very well have fellowship together when they came to worship at the temple. Simeon, he practiced his faith on a regular basis. And he was the kind of guy that when the Holy Spirit spoke to him, 
as if perhaps that day, go to the temple, go to the temple, that he listened and he knew it was the spirit and not his imagination. So when the spirit inspired him to go up to the temple to see His promise fulfilled, he picked up his aching bones, put on his cataract glasses, grabbed his cane, and set off to the holy hill. And he wasn't there long that in the midst of the crowd, he picked out a woman who was carrying a baby. And I can hear the whisper, that's the one, that's the one. We don't know exactly how it transpired, but we do know that Simeon went up to Mary and he asked to hold the child and he got to hold the child. And sometimes you just know that you know that you know. And he knew that he was holding in his arms the precious Son of God who had come to save his people. He was so moved by that experience that he was ready to die. Lord, take me now. There's nothing bigger and better than this. Well, let's put it in these words. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared in the presence of all peoples. Can you imagine the joy and the contentment? That doesn't mean that Simeon's bones wouldn't creak and that he would hobble around and he would still have to face difficulty. But it meant that he was holding in the palm of his hand the Savior of the world. Frederick Beekner, in his book, Peculiar Treasures, describes the scene this way. The parents were pleased as punch, and so he blessed them too for good measure. Then something about the mother stopped him, and his expression changed. What he saw in her face was a long way off, but it was there so plainly he couldn't pretend. And he said to her, And a sword shall pierce your soul also. He would rather have bitten off his tongue than said it, but in that holy place he felt he had no choice. And then he handed back the baby and departed in something less than the perfect peace he'd dreamed of all the long years of his waiting. The perfect peace which surpasses our own understanding does not Remove from us the challenges of life and the frailty of this current existence. It doesn't keep us from getting sick. It doesn't keep us from dying. The statistics are quite impressive. One out of one people will die. And yet, we in the face of the birth of this child, we can know that life is better by having him in 
our hands and knowing that we are held in the hands of God so that whether we live or whether we die, we shall be with the Lord. Now, Anna knew all of this. She was a prophet or a prophetess, which means that she had attended upon the regular worship of God. And and the, the text tells us that she was there continually in the temple, night and day, long, long hours she spent there. Now, women were not privileged to have the ability to read. Women were not privileged to have the ability to study the scriptures. They had to listen to men do it. But apparently, she knew a lot because they called her one of the prophets. She had been there so much and had studied so much and had prayed so much that she knew the story. And when Simeon came to her, Anna, Anna, I can imagine it now. Anna, Anna, I have found the consolation of Israel, the redemption of Jerusalem. And Anna got to see the child herself and she praised God. And then when she had had her fill to overflowing, she started telling everybody, doesn't matter. I'll bet, I'll bet everyone in the temple that day heard from Anna about the Christ child. Talk about repeat the sounding joy. Repeat, repeat the sounding joy. Anna did it. How many times Simeon and Anna may have experienced disappointment over the years as they prayed for God to come to them. And now in their old age, it happened. We are not promised when we will see the face of our Lord. But we are promised that as we devote ourselves to him, we will have a peace that surpasses our best understanding. We will have strength for the journey. We'll have hope in the midst of our sorrows. And we will have a future that is unending. Are you listening? Look for the Christ child as this season passes. Look for him. The time is now. God is here. And each morning, with him in your life, it can be a beautiful, beautiful day. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I proclaim this to you. Amen.